Welcome to Kick Back with Chris, the martial arts podcast. to you by Martialytics. Easy to use, super powerful management software for your martial arts school. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Kickback with Chris, the martial arts podcast. I hope you're all doing great out there, counting down the days now across the various different areas in the UK to some form of a lockdown easing now. We're getting there. I think everybody has some sort of an idea of some sort of easing going off. Obviously, myself, based in England, we know we've got our dates in place now. Um, <laughs> sorry, that's not a bragging thing. I know there's some areas that are still struggling with older dates, but you get you get in there. I think everywhere now has some form of guidance. Can't speak for my friends abroad in Europe and other places, although actually saying that, I know looking at the news that in Europe, they're starting to get this third wave kicking off and all this sort of thing. So fingers crossed for everybody. You know, you're not affected too badly it it's just sucks big time doesn't it at the minute overall but anyway trying to stay positive trying to stay positive you know i'm looking forward to getting my school reopen uh, april 12th i'm aiming for so fingers crossed that all goes ahead so today's episode we've got a returning guest in mr daniel barfoot who's actually been on the show before but more recently those of you that have been aware of my instructor lockdown support groups, he actually popped on there um, to, to give us some advice that actually prompted me to think, hey, you know, be interesting to get Daniel back on. Now, he was actually good enough as well to be part of, you may have spotted it, through our new uh, sponsors, Martialytics. You go, go check out their website at martialytics.com. And they actually very kindly, and this is something that I am useless at when it comes to uh, this sort of stuff on the internet they actually put together a really cool blog for me which was taken from the chat i had with daniel in the instructor lockdown support group meeting uh, and it was after that i thought Do you know what it would be really nice to get him back on the podcast again because you know i know there's a lot of people that missed out on the original meeting obviously with the blog format there's only so much information you can put in there otherwise it's just like a book basically um so yeah daniel's back on with us today um this was recorded i think it was a about a week ago trying to fit everything into everybody's different schedules but it's a really good chat it's one of those ones i would say you know have a pen and paper to hand to take some notes down you know if you're an instructor looking to get back into teaching soon i i know you know i've been doing this a long time i've been teaching full-time now for 20 plus years and even some of the stuff that you know i i i was shocked by i i didn't even think you know I didn't even think about that. You know, it, it, there's a lot of information in there um, that's going to be of help to a lot of instructors. So have a pen and paper ready, take some notes, be open-minded, be ready to learn, um, and I'll catch you on the other side. You're listening to Kick Back with Chris, the martial arts podcast, brought to you by www.onlinekicking.co.uk. Okay, guys, so joining us again for the second time, we've got Daniel on the phone. How's it going? Yeah, very well. How are you? I'm great. Well, I say I'm great. That's the standard reply that we're, I think we're, we're expected to give. It's not great, is it? Let's be honest. It's, surviving. it's yeah. not great. I'm, I'm smiling. I'm, I'm being positive. I'm, I'm looking forward to, um, to getting back you know, uh, to some sort of normality. Um, I mean, who'd have thought we'd ever get to a point where we'd look forward to having groups of kids in at two metres apart that can't really you know, interact, but... That's where we are at the minute, isn't it? And that's what we've got to play with. But 
The reason um, I'm in, I've invited Daniel back, and I say invited back because he was actually on the show, I want to say about a year ago, it may be a little bit more. And we were actually talking well, about true. instructor mental health at the time, which is still incredibly relevant at the minute. But what I wanted to chat today was on um, sort of the mental health behavioral side of our own students, because I'm sure everybody out there that's been running Zooms for this last year will have seen changes going on in the behavior of the students or the kids involved in their classes. And indeed, you know, uh, maybe concerned or thinking about already what to expect when when they come back to class. Um, and I know there's a lot to there's a lot to cover there. Um, so perhaps if you if you want to just for the benefit of the people that haven't seen or heard the previous episode, just give them a quick rundown about yourself and, and what it is that you do. Sure. Um, yeah, my name is Dan. Uh, I've run a company called Upgrade Training and Therapy. We work predominantly with uh, disaffected young people who perhaps can't access school um, or alternative provisions. And we work with them therapeutically uh, to help reaccess school and to, to deal with the demands of school and to, to engage with meaningful activity. I'm a, a black belt kickboxer um blue belt brazilian jiu-jitsu so a lot of my life is is in martial arts um i'm a coach at upgrade martial arts which is a, a an offshoot of um upgrade training and therapy really a, a passion project where we um run classes for adults and kids and because of the nature of of the upgrade training company we have a lot of specialist classes for children with special educational needs, mm-hmm. um, uh, behavioural difficulties, social emotional difficulties, etc. So we really blend all of the the best bits of martial arts, uh, you know, the discipline, the the progress, um, the self development, and we we blend that in with being able to operate in the world and operate at school and how to apply the same effort and uh, development that you get from martial arts into your educational journey Mm. and we do it all within a a therapeutic framework wow it's really interesting stuff now i think it's fair to say that all instructors have have seen a a a change in um I don't know if behavior is the right way to phrase it, but just generally a, a change in their students, uh, their, yeah. their kids in their classes, because understandably, I mean, this is a, who'd, who'd have thought last year, if they, you know, they said, oh, by the way, this is going to be going on for a year. would have been, yeah, all right. You know, know, but I mean, I, I just referenced in my own, my own kids. You know, I, I look back at photographs of, of, my, of my eldest two and my, my son's just gone to high school. And, you know, when the pandemic started, he was he was a boy. He was, a, you know, a, a child. Now, obviously, he's only a year older, but he's actually That's closer different. to a man now than, <laughs> than then. Yeah. And, it, you know, and all, you know, not just physically, but all the other um, emotional changes that come with that, that period in life. And he's been going through all of this at the same time. So that really okay. made me think, you know, how is it affecting the other kids and, you know, it, I've noticed in my own classes with my own Zooms that there have been what were previously the most well-behaved kids in class now are at sometimes the ones that are the most energetic or the most um, keen to do something out of turn, so to speak, that they wouldn't normally have done. Um, yeah. So I wonder if, you know, there was there's a reason for that that you, you might be able to share? Yeah. Well, it's 
it's so unprecedented, obviously, what's happening right now. And uh, and us as adults, responsible people, coaches, um, supposed to have the answers. Obviously, we're all flying by the seat of our pants and, and trying to figure out <laughs> what to do. So yeah, imagine a, a young person trying to do that as well. Um, one of the, the the key situations here is is really these these young people trying to figure out where they where they fit in and, and how their how their previous understanding of themselves fits into a completely new framework sure. of the world. So as you said there about the behaviors changing on Zoom um, as opposed to what you saw in class, well it's it's not too it's not too surprising. If you consider a lot of the time so so with our work in school for example you'll hear that uh, you know uh, the teacher will say how wonderful they are in in and uh, such a pleasure to have in class and then a parent might say bloody hell i don't know what yeah. you're doing but they're a nightmare at home and yeah. you know a lot of the time it goes the other way where parents have to keep coming in to school to talk about their kids behavior and they they think well it must be something you're doing because at home they're absolutely fine and yeah. You know, those two things can be can occur at the same time and, and both can be absolutely true. It's not necessarily about the child. It's about how the child's interacting with the environment. So the the, the child has two their very clear understandings about themselves within a construct of school or of 12 different understandings like we all do. Um, myself in school myself as a construct within a dojo, myself as a construct at home, myself as a construct with my friends, myself as a construct with my grandparents. They're all different people. Yeah. Um, and we've got this weird, weird obsession at the moment that seems to have come from the 90s of, of um, you know, you just be who you are. I am who I am. I say what I feel. And it's not true. It's we're we're all a thousand different people in a thousand different environments, and that's okay. Mm. And so, if you're seeing behaviour changes from from kids on Zoom, it, it's not necessarily indicative that of um, a permanent change in behaviour for when they come back to the dojo, because they're extremely malleable and they'll remember their their blueprint for who they are in the dojo. Um, hopefully, you know, as soon as mm. they step back in. Um, but it's but they're they're comfortable at home. They they have an understanding of their hierarchy at home, and they will act in a certain way at home. Sure, perhaps they won't in the dojo. Yeah, and then when you put it like that, it, I suppose if you were to give each one of those different identities a circle around them, and all mm. those circles are all overlapping, you know, yeah. their, their, their school's been taken home, and then mm. the martial arts club is at home, their friends are at home. Yeah, you know, and everything that are trying to operate in all those different spaces, all within the house, and yeah. Whereas I, I know, you know, I, I've had it myself. I know um, with students I've had in the past where they've been the most well-behaved kids in the dojo, and they're, they're they're excellent role models of super courteous. Yet they've been excluded from every school in the area. You yeah. know, and there's two different. Anything? How is that possible? Because when Billy's with me, he's, he's, he's brilliant. I'm just it's saying a, that Billy's a generic name that we just use with all the podcasts. <laughs> yeah, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Always but, um, do that. Yeah, well, it's 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 that 
it's in the delivery, isn't it? So first of all, the chances are if they're in the dojo, it's, it's because it's something they want to do. And that that isn't the same as going to school at all, is it? It's not a choice. You you have to go and you're dealing with you're dealing with demands imposed on you um, in an environment that you don't want to be in. And that's going to that's going to create a very different reaction within an individual than imposing a demand in an environment that you've chosen to be in. And there may be a situation, us as coaches as well, rather than as as educational teachers, where we interact with that person um, in a different way that maybe, you know, gets gets more uh, of a positive outcome. So a lot of the time, um, martial arts coaches will treat the their students with a respect and and an acknowledgement of their maturity because you're asking them to do very mature things you know you're asking them to to create them recreate themselves into fighters and into martial artists and and you're accent you're you're really sort of highlighting the importance of discipline and and that is that treats that young person in a way that every young person wants to be treated which is with a respect and a dignity and, and an acknowledgement of their of their maturity, even if they're working towards it. You know, every child wants to know I'm respected as, as to who I am and I'm seen as, as capable and able. You're asking them to do very difficult things. So just, just by doing that, you're assuming their capability and, and their ableness. You yeah, know? I think so you're well, going to get a different reaction. Absolutely. And I'm just thinking back to when I remember back when um, lockdown first came about. I was looking that I'd already done a fair bit of um, either sort of regular presenting in person to, to audiences as well as doing online stuff. So I wasn't overly sort of troubled or daunted too much about doing Zooms and Facebook Lives. But I even I remember being, you know, for the first one, a little bit concerned. So if you think that the instructors, because we all saw the panic from across social media that initially when the instructors thought, oh, I've got to go online, I've got to stand yeah. in front of a camera, you know, that the, the kids must have been going through a certain elements of that as well. You know, I came across a handful of kids that were fine being in a class, regardless of the size, but yeah. didn't want to be on Zoom because they didn't want to be on camera, even though it was with yeah. the same kids. They just were shut down to it completely and they have never engaged with it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's this all these other well, Chris, facets to it. Chris, remember how important it is. I mean, we all feel it as coaches. How important it is to, to a young person um, to how, how important their coach is. And because the learning hasn't occurred yet, the confidence hasn't occurred yet, the wisdom hasn't occurred yet, they're, they're learning who they're becoming. So any new situation for most children is just riddled with anxiety, uh, you know, going into a new situation. And then hopefully you have strong leaders who can who can reassure you that it's okay. They then give you structure, and then you can start getting into the nitty-gritty of actually, you know, developing these children as martial artists and developing their skill. But a part of feeling safe in an environment like a dojo, for example, part of feeling safe is to have faith yeah. and uh confidence in your in your leader right so this this happens to adults as well the second we lose faith in our boss or you know whatever then the the work environment becomes a lot more unpleasant 
right and it goes with social situations as well whoever's leading the conversation if you get the feel that this person doesn't know what they're talking about or they start saying racist things or you know some something unpleasant immediately that environment changes for you so what a child is looking to do when they come into a dojo is they're looking to to their leader looking to their coach and saying right do i have consistency do i understand you as a human being do i line it align with your um outlook do i align with your philosophies now a good leader will will provide all of those things and make it very clear what the philosophy is and if that harmony occurs where the two connect great right then you have a you have a harmonious class and you have a positive and and uh, constructive dojo and martial arts class sure. the, the anxiety that i think a lot of people didn't appreciate during this crossover to zoom is exactly what you just said chris so you went into these Zoom classes, as did I, as did most people, thinking, oh, God, what do I do? How do I do it? Um, is it going to be well received, et cetera, et cetera? So the first person that that people see, these these kids who relied on you for consistency, strength and understanding, is a version of their coach that they don't fully understand. Yeah. So they're, they're because because you're sort of you're you're showing them i don't you know as um, we all did our best but but it's pouring off of you this is new this is strange and we've all got to find our feet again and they've come into it with the same concerns so the thing that they got used to and the the place that they felt safe in is now so different so that if the rules are going to change they have to change themselves as well which is why you may have been seeing more and more um misbehavior and, and more and more changes in behavior more more to the point because mm-hmm. the rules have changed for both of you and you you almost had to create an entirely different dojo an online dojo yeah. that had its own rules and yeah. so you couldn't realistically have expected to just step into a virtual dojo and everything continue over because you've got all of these this change of rules occurring that, that is messing with people's you know internal sense of harmony and understanding yeah absolutely it it felt to a certain point like we've got some sort of stability going um and now of course the schools have reopened so that's yeah. throwing another another um element into the mix isn't it because now they have sort of a, a designated home version and then we're back at school now and, and then when they go home their martial arts is still at home to so, really really difficult situation for kids at the moment everything's changing and even that school as you said that that they knew so well they're going to go back to a completely new one and have to learn a new set of rules um so that at the moment for schools or gyms or dojos whatever it may be the name of the game is for for leaders is consistency patience understanding um strong leadership you know Mm. i mean it goes without saying but they need to feel safe secure and guided uh, immediately and yeah and it takes being flexible and you know being yeah. honest about the situation absolutely now this this might seem like an unexpected question but i always yeah. want to try and draw positives from situations now going forwards we all understand the negative impact that this whole situation has had um, yeah. or potentially has had on the kids are there any positives that could be drawn from this experience wise that they might be able to use down the line or is this something that's so unique we really don't know i think there's always positives 
to be drawn from everything. And so, for example, if a lot of a lot of coaches will will continue uh, with with Zoom classes, and, and one of the things that I'm really considering at the moment myself is. As I said at the the top of this um, interview, and as I said to you before, Chris, with my with my work, I work with children with very very high anxiety, mm-hmm. and their lives could be changed by something like joining a positive martial arts group. But the barriers internally for them to actually access, uh, overcome that anxiety, and access the class at all, um, you know, the the barriers there are so significant that they may never even get that chance so one way forward from here in terms of a positive for martial arts coaches is to create outreach videos so those parents who who um and we've all had it who inquire and say look my i'd like to bring billy in um he's very anxious young man um he's very nervous and usually this i'm i've done this countless times um sometimes successfully sometimes unsuccessfully but usually the answer is bring them in you know we'll go slow i'll I'll speak to them right well now the positive here is that we might have a we might have a really really good opportunity where we've all learned to be on camera we've all learned that being on camera is an option to say oh that's okay we've got a video for that what i'll do is i'll pop over in an email our introduction video and it's me walking around the gym showing um, the virtual viewer what the gym looks like, what we do and where. We've got a couple of clips of the kids' class, and you've just got snippets of of kids being friendly and working together. And then at the end of that video, you've got uh, a five-minute basics tuition so they don't feel like they're coming in empty-handed. And so this is how you do a jab. This is how you do a front kick. This is how you do basic exercises. Yeah. Now, especially with kids on ASD, with ASD and uh, a PDA profile and any special educational needs, a lot of the time, a key thing to do is to have a pre-tour or a virtual tour or to show pictures um, on what's called a PEX board of what to expect when they get there because it helps them align their expectations. Well, us as martial artists uh, and coaches now, should and this is this is a direct piece of advice I, I from take it or leave it should take some effort to construct those videos so when mm. you do get those inquiries to say they're really nervous say that's okay and then it's one click of a button to send over a, a two minute or five minute video that the kid can watch to say this is what you can expect when you get here this is the basics of what you'll be learning and then they're already familiar before they even arrive and you might find that you can access 100% more um, children just by just by releasing that video. And if not, if, if it still doesn't work, you're, you've done your due, due, yeah. due diligence in terms of providing for the community in the best possible way you can. And not saying, well, if they can't come in, you know, it's out of my hands. You've yeah. actually gone that extra mile to say, if you can't come in, it's out of my hands, except... Let's try this. You know, you've got that as an opportunity. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, that could be the difference between, you know, Billy refusing to get in out of the car and going home and never doing martial arts again because that's the one experience he's had and yeah. Billy becoming a future world champion. Yeah, uh, be- absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and you could uh, an, another potential for that is to say once a month 
might be a bit much, but whatever you decide, you're going to hold that Zoom again. Except mm. the Zoom, except the Zoom now is for potential people who want to come to your gym. And yeah. all you do is you 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 speak to the local schools or you speak to the local clubs or whatever uh, or, or groups with children with anxiety or autism or whatever, and you have a Zoom every every now and again to just say you know if you if you ever fancy coming down this is what we do this is the basics and and they become more and more comfortable they become familiar with your face they become familiar with your ethos and you could in terms of taking a positive you could end up with so many more students and a thriving club just by reaching out to them because you don't know who you're missing you never know who you're missing because unfortunately with young people if, if anxiety is a problem a lot of them you know, with the people I work with, can't come out of their bedrooms. If you go back to the original podcast, I, I talked a lot about that. Yeah. And and it's not our job and it's not our responsibility, or it wasn't our job and it wasn't our responsibility to go to those homes and, and draw them out. And it would be quite cruel to do so without the correct training. But now this has taught us, actually, we can reach out in this new world, in this new virtual world. We can, us martial artists as well, we're not exactly renowned for our tech savvy. You know, I struggled <laughs> to get on Skype with you today. But now we've been forced to learn it. We've got this yeah. whole new approach where we can actually reach out and speak to people in their bedrooms and say, you might not be ready for six months, but I'll see you every month on my free Zoom that I do. And then you might decide in six months, do you know what? I know the place inside out. I'm going to go down there. So we've got all of these different opportunities. We just need to be willing to see them and, and follow through with them. Yeah, and I think as well, coming back to what you were saying about um, keeping the kids familiar with with things, I think there's every possibility that, God forbid, but we may end up in this situation again later on this year, next year, you know, whether it's this pandemic or a new one. Yeah. So I think keeping keeping zooms occasional would be you know wouldn't be a bad thing at all you know just yeah, keep, keep, them, keep them keep them familiar with it oh this is the thing we oh yeah that's the thing that we did we're just going to mm-hmm. do it a little bit more again whether it be a it could just be a social couldn't it it could be a um, yeah. some games or just a chat or you know anything exactly. along those lines yeah um, and as we move forward as well you know there'll still be shielding there'll still be um yeah two week layoffs uh whatever if they haven't got it you know but they've been in contact mm. or whatever then you may have just a a set of basic videos that you've already filmed a year ago um that you say uh, you know billy's they, they email in billy's billy's locked down for two weeks and that might be a reoccurring occurrence for all we know you say okie doke i'll send over the covid package um and then yeah. they they can they can keep their hand in you know and if they're if they're poorly but as we know the kids you know fairly resilient um so they can't jump around okay well here's here's the covid package and it's just boning up on the theory you know yeah. and it is so um, whether you're going to be there or not you're a member of this team yeah. of this club and we don't forget about you and we always keep connected with our students where in whatever way so there's a lot to learn and there's a lot to gain from this absolutely absolutely um one of the things that i'm personally um a little bit concerned with um and i don't know whether this is the same for other instructors i, I would imagine that there is a little bit there is that you know we've we've had this downtime now but essentially for a year we've had the normality removed from our martial arts club, uh, clubs 
Um, and it's affected different clubs in different ways because obviously, you know, we're all set up differently. There are non-contact based schools out there and then there are those that do nothing but spa um, yeah. and have been affected in different ways. Now, I personally, um, I don't know whether concerns the right right phrase, but I, it's, it's certainly on my mind that they've done no sparring at all for a year. And I remember as a child, initially, one of my biggest hang-ups was sparring. I used to hide behind, the, we used to train in a school hall. I'd hide behind the curtains or conveniently need the toilet for half an hour when it came to <laughs> yeah. sparring to get out of it because I was terrified of the prospect yeah. of what might happen. Now, I got over that, ultimately. I'm still doing it now, obviously. You know, But I can imagine there's going to be Kids worried, you know, of oh well, everyone's got better than me, and I haven't been, I haven't done sparring for a year, and will I get hurt? Will I, will I hurt somebody else? Will my yeah. pad still fit? Uh, yeah. And I'm, I'm worried that you know, there's this expectation for them all just to snap back to normal in June. Should we be allowed to go back to normal? Because all the instructors were also keen to get back in and get sparring, but these kids haven't done it for no. so long. Yeah, you know? um, I think and- that's going to be so important to reassure from the start almost your first session back as coaches make it um common knowledge from the start that everybody's in the same boat whether you you engaged in the zoom classes or not you know make it find a way to speak you 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 guys you know all different martial artists and coaches know how to speak there to their students they all have their own ethos but the most important thing you should say right from the start is we're all from the same boat we're all starting again Right. So so the Zoom class or no Zoom class, you, the, the, the biggest worry for kids, as you rightly pointed out, is the, the assumption that everyone is going to have done more than I've done. Mm-hmm. Um, we're guilty of it as adults as well, but it's so much more in, in kids is that 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 feeling of it, almost like imposter syndrome, like, well, I everybody has done more than me, so I'm going to be way behind. So in terms of I think it's so important in those first few sessions to level it out and say look we're we're going back to basics we're we're all going to get back into this it's all there you know it's like riding a bike it will come back we're going to take things slow and really put those kids minds at ease that you're not left behind nobody was doing significantly more than you because we're all in the same boat and and we're all going to get back on track get back in harmony and start moving together yeah yeah and it's there's, there's a, a awful that side as well. There's an awful lot to consider. I mean, I'm already now starting to think of, you know, what what measures do I need to put in place? What do I need to change in the way that I teach, mm. ready for the kids coming back? Because you know, as they've all gone through so much, so much different stuff, and you know, um, as I, I'm, I'm usually quite a an energetic, excitable instructor. I always have been. I, I was the instructor. That you know, my, the, the the guy I used to work for was always telling me to just you know do a little bit less, join in a little bit more. You're all you know, I was always operating 110. percent But that's yeah. where I work, and I still am to this day. You know, I, 20 years later, I'm still I still teach the same way. Yeah. But I am very aware that that might be a little bit a little bit much, a bit a bit um, sensory overload, so to speak. Yeah, especially coming back. So we'll all have you know shy children or, or special educational needs children in our classes and whatever and it, i me personally i think it's important certainly as easing back to bring that that energy down in the first few lessons you know sure. speak speak less speak more quietly 
um, with an emphasis on on structure and routine, and uh, don't come in with well, I say don't. I mean, this is what I will be doing. I won't be coming in full of beans because, as you say, rightly say, sensory overload, and it's going to be intimidating coming back into a place and trying to remember you know how do i fit in here and, and like i said at the beginning you know which which framework of me do i return to and it's going to be a damn sight easier for them with a, a calmer environment talk less talk quieter um with purpose it's going to be a lot better for anxiety and mm. and for behavior in order to do so i mean the the temptation always with bad behavior in in classes or difficult behavior in classes you know if the noise is high or whatever is to to shout above and make your voice heard well actually a a much better approach is to stand still and say nothing and the 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 the, a certain percentage of that class will notice you doing that and they'll respond especially if you've done your job as a leader and they trust you um and they'll they'll mimic your behavior they'll stand still and they'll be quiet and they'll be always be those stragglers but eventually the social pressure of the the percentage of people standing quiet will overload and then everyone stand quiet quiet and then you don't raise your voice you don't anything you just continue as, as you were okay so as i was saying we're now moving on to jab cross that same leveled approach mm-hmm. and it, it just quicker and quicker and quicker it will occur when when you stand in still with your arms crossed and a softer look on your face will will um signal to to your students okay time to be quiet time to move on right and it, you know you've also got other things like um the countdown so yeah. if there's lots of noise you just hold your hand up three two one zero and everyone knows that on zero it's time to be quiet but you you've gave you've given them three sessions seconds to finish their sentences to to recalibrate themselves and and then respond to that or it might be you know a clap sequence that they had have to then clap back to you it's an old teacher trick yeah and then they return that back and by them then dialing into you and returning the sound back you've got their attention you've got them back in sync and the expectation there is to be quiet but resist those temptations because the energy will be so high from these kids that they may speak louder and they may feel anxious to to have their voices heard over others. And so the, the, the energy level and the volume level may creep up. And so you've got to stop yourself from getting frustrated and just rate, maintain a calm and level approach because that's your expectation for the class. The second you start raising your voice and trying to match their volume and match their energy, they're dictating the expectations for the class. And it's not done with malice from the kids. It's done ignorantly in the best Mm. possible way. But if you start adhering to their expectations of the class, it's a nightmare recipe because they don't know what the expectations for the class are. And there's 30 of them. So there's, there's only one of you. So if you're strong enough to, uh, and, and calm enough to have that, this is the expectation. It's coming from one source. It's much easier. But 30 of them, they've got 30 different ideas of how that class wants to go. So you can't change your behavior and you can't match their energy, especially at this time of heightened anxiety, because you're going to end up with 30 options and, and making everybody unhappy with the way that it's going. So you have to be calm, level and deliver with purpose. Absolutely, yeah, and and I suppose there's for anybody that's looking to make any 
sort of permanent change, as I would say, along those lines. This does offer us a bit of a reset option, doesn't it? You know. Uh, um, yeah, I was thinking the same thing, Chris. I was, I was um, down the gym the other day, empty, which is always depressing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was looking around, and and I was sat with my wife as well, who's my um, assistant coach for some of the sessions, and she leads others. Um, and we had that exact conversation about actually how how fun it is and and how positive it is and sort of how enthusiastic we were because we realized that we we now got to look back at our previous practice and look at the coming practice for a different lens and we actually redesigned how we how we will um deliver each lesson and it felt quite good it felt quite cleansing to know that you can sort of start again and and notice what maybe you were doing wrong or what could change before and how you can change that and start again with with the new higher expectations mm. and a new delivery of of the way that you deliver your lessons. So yeah, I, I agree completely. I think it's quite quite um, exciting coming out of it and looking at it. I think that's a brilliant way to to bring this interview to an end on that nice positive note. So um, thank you very much for that. As as always, it's really thought provoking stuff, and you know I, I would just say to all in, all instructors out there to just you know take on board some of the points raised today and you know as tempting as it is to maybe jump straight back into um the 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 role that you might play or the 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 face you might put on to your students just consider that they've had you know there's a lot that they've gone through and absolutely um keep that in mind but yes thank you again uh dan for your time and uh i I hope uh, you have a successful return to classes and we don't have to have another lockdown chat yeah you too chris Cool. Thanks. Brought to you by Martialytics. Easy to use, super powerful management software for your martial arts school. A huge, huge thanks to Daniel for joining us again. You know, such a cool guy, so giving of his time. You know, he's been on the podcast twice, he's done the blog with me, he's done the instructor support group with me. This is somebody, you know, in the martial arts. Such a such a giving person, you know, um, and we need more we need more people like that. I'll just put that out there. Um so things coming up. We've got uh, actually before I get into the next episodes, um last week I just wanted to say a big thanks to the people that joined in, but last week I did my first ever online uh, Zoom. Not that you can have a not online Zoom, but <laughs> you know what I mean. I had my first Zoom workshop with people outside of my own school. Uh, well, not outside the door, but not people that aren't my students. I've made a right mess of that. I'm leaving it in now. I've, I've committed to it. I've said it. It's out there. But you know, I had my first Zoom workshop. And, you know, I went into it with absolutely no idea what to expect. Um, I know that, you know, everybody got worked hard because I joined in with it. And I, I felt it the next day. I'll be honest with you. Um, and it's a lot of stuff that I do on a very regular basis, so my body is quite used to it. So I dare say there were some very sore people that joined in with it. But there, yeah, there was 14 people joined in. They all did a cracking job, worked really hard, lots of great questions. Um, you know, some excellent martial artists in there with some amazing skills too. So yeah, big thanks to everybody for joining in. Now on that note, um, I'm actually, you, some of you may have seen the, the posters that I've put out, but you know, I'm actually looking to get back out on the road uh, to teach some workshops because I know that there's going to be a lot of people that have maybe, you know, instructors especially, and this isn't a dig. Don't get and please don't get me wrong on this one. It's not a dig because I've been there too, and I know it's hard. You know, we've 
to a certain degree, not neglected our training or our skills, but we've had to sort of prioritise everything else. So we put ourselves at the bottom of the list priority-wise, you know, whether it's uh, uh, emotionally, mentally, or in this case, physically. You know, sometimes we're not high up our own priority list. So I'm looking to put together um, a series of workshops aimed at either helping people that have always had a long, long-term long issue with, with, with kicking, you know, for, for whatever reason, all right, um, or people that have just sort of got out of the habit of training and have felt that they've taken a bit of a a, a knock, either either mentally with the kicking or physically, and are looking to re you know redevelop their skills, push themselves to learn, or indeed with the people that have always struggled, find some workarounds, or you know sometimes it just needs a fresh set of eyes just to to, to pick. And those of you that know me. You'll know I'm a little bit of a weirdo when it comes to analysing techniques. It's just something that I've always liked to do. If you've seen any of my breakdowns on... on so, when, I, well, when I say breakdowns, I mean technique breakdowns, not actual breakdowns. <laughs> not on social media. But mind you, I suppose some of my posts could be class, classed as mini breakdowns. Anyway, I, I digress. But getting back on subject. So anyway, you've seen any of my um, technique breakdowns. I'm just obsessive about finer details of technique and... Uh, and trying to work stuff out for people so i thought well you know perfect take that out on the road so to speak so i'm going to be offering workshops across the uk for schools of all sizes so if you're interested in that if you're wanting to you know give something to your adult students just to help them to now what i will say is these workshops are aimed at people uh, the adults basically you know um they're not aimed at telling good kickers that they're great at what they do that's not what it's about i know a lot of times with these workshops you know um, i've been there I've, I've done them before in the past you go along and you I, i'm teaching people that can already do really good stuff to just do good stuff and you know that's not really where i get a buzz anymore i i, I really do get a kick so to speak no pun intended out of helping people that struggle because that's me i'm not a natural kicker i'm not naturally athletic I just had to work at it really hard. I've had some setbacks across the years that I've had to figure out ways around. Um, you know, I've had specialists tell me, you know, you won't be able to kick anymore after accidents outside of training. And, you know, I I, I want to do something with that now. So, yeah, if you're interested in getting in touch to book a workshop or just discuss it in general, drop me a message or email chrisjonestkd at gmail.com or, you know, come through the podcast group, whatever works for you. But on to up-and-coming episodes... Hopefully, fingers crossed, the next episode I'll be speaking to somebody that I've known from the industry for, actually, probably about 20 years too, uh, Mr. Joey Anza. I think most of you will probably know him from the Street Fighter uh, movies. You'll also know him from uh, the Bourne film, where the Jason Bourne film, where um, he plays the character of Desh, and they have that awesome fight scene where he jumps from the building and they're smashing through the toilets and all that crazy it's one of the one of the most talked about and one of the most uh, commonly referenced fight scenes in, in the Bourne franchise. So yeah, I'll be talking to to Joey Anza. So keep an eye out for that one. So I think it's time. I think we all know what time it is now. Not Chico time. No, no, no. It's Mittmaster Matt time. Let's jump to the call. Brought to you by www.mittmaster.com. So joining us on the phone is Mr. Matthew Chapman. How's it going, Matt? Hello. Hey Chris, how you doing? I'm good, thank you. I'm very excited. Things are moving in the right direction at last. Very excited. That's positive. Yeah, well, it's it's good things are happening. I think everyone's feeling quite positive now that uh, we seem to be finally coming out of uh, lockdown 3.0. And, and yeah, I think everyone's in a good mood. We're getting there, aren't we? It's it's um, yeah. 
I, I agree with that. I'm, I'm starting to see more positive buzz. I'm getting tagged in the Facebook groups by the by the parents now. So we know lockdown's ending when you're getting tagged in Facebook groups. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> who, and then, who do you know who teaches martial arts locally and then you get oh, tagged? In the yeah, 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 yeah. And what what was quite telling is um, the <laughs> what used to be like the, um, the the little bit of fun that we'd have on the on the messengers behind the scenes, like oh it's we've been t- oh you've been tagged again oh yeah none of that's happening. It's like no. down to business. I'm signing up yeah. members. I'm not <laughs> yeah, your friend anymore. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know it's been a crazy year, and you just want to get back to it and rebuild your business. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's affected different schools in different ways, and I think. You know, certainly some of it can be tracked back to um, responses way back a year ago. You know, I, I, as you know, as everybody knows, I I was straight on the Zooms and the, well, no, initially it was Facebook Lives, but I was straight on it the the, the day after. I was like, right, we're going on. And I know some schools have, well, we're a little bit slow to to, to pick it up um, for whatever reason. And I know some of those schools have been hit big time. Um, a friend of mine's gone from 200 plus students to just over 35 students. Oh my God. Wow. Uh, yeah. Um, because they didn't do anything online in the first sort of 12 weeks or so. Yeah. By, by which time everybody had sort of settled into and not doing anything and it's yeah. too late to rescue it. So. Wow. That's, that's a nightmare, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. For the, for the online fatigue that I am, and I know a lot of people are suffering with at the minute. Yeah. I'll take it because you know we've got a I've got a fairly strong you know um, foundation start point now for my school um, a bit yeah. of a reset button and yeah. it's going to be do you know it's a it's it, it's a strange one because financially um the, the I need to really crack on with with getting new members in you know, for <laughs> yeah. the, for the med, you know, short to medium term but I'm actually as odd as this sounds quite looking forward to the challenge. I know that might right, sound. Do you. you know what I mean? I know that might sound a bit weird, and nobody would want their school to go from just under two hundred students to one hundred what one hundred twenty six. I think we were at today. Nobody yeah. wants that, but at the same time, I'm like, ah, how quickly can I get it back? You know, and yeah, exactly, yeah. How it quickly? Exciting. <laughs> it is exciting in a really stressful, crappy pants kind of way, yeah. not enjoyable <laughs> way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and just to really add to it, my wife decided today to start looking at houses. Oh, okay, you're moving already, are you? It sounds like it. Oh, uh, right. that's, that's so good. a little bit of extra sort of motivation there to to, crack yeah, on. to pick up the numbers a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, uh, I've been speaking to a lot of instructors recently, obviously about marketing, and the strange thing I found was a lot of them um, weren't really looking to get their old members back they're in a frenzy of trying to get new members into the club and i was trying to explain to them that it's far far easier to get an old member who's trained with you for years to come back than it is to get a fresh new person in through the door it will be cheaper in fact all it will will probably require is a a great offer to entice them back in a phone call yeah but i'm surprised at how many instructors are just like they're just not looking at their ex-student database you know and that includes students who probably quit years and years and years ago you know your yeah. entire database of students and just reaching out to them and giving them a call and asking them you know and telling them that they've missed them in in class you know you're opening up you're excited to have them back and uh yeah. we're doing a very special promotion for ex-members before we start marketing to new members and we'd like to get you in yeah and just making them an offer but well, yeah, a lot of people doing that. they all they they know all the systems, they know how it works, know who you are, they know what to expect. Yeah. There's no surprises. And I think 
for a lot of them, I think, I don't know, with some instructors especially, it might be a pride thing of, well, they left my school and, right. uh, do you know what I mean? Oh, well, they didn't even, they didn't even email. I mean, I know, I, hands up, I, I suffered with that a little bit early days of, right. you know, the, 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 it, was, it was that mixture of fear, panic and frustration, lack of control. Yeah. And yeah. suddenly you'd have 25 members just leave and not say anything. Yeah. So there's that emotional attachment That's to people. Right. Yeah. I've taught your kids for six years and you've left yeah, and yeah. not said anything. So I, I get that. But at the same time, they were crapping themselves too because they were thinking, well, can I pay for the mortgage? Can I pay for the car loan? Yeah. Can I pay for the... Yeah, yeah. So I think we need to sort of detach that emotional side from it and go, hey, look, they might actually want to come back, but they might be ashamed or they might be worried of what you might think because they just left. So you just kind of have to park all of that and go. And if they tell you yeah. to clear off, we'll go to the next one. <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah. But like most martial arts instructors, especially who've been teaching, you know, 5, 10, 15 years, have a massive or should have a massive database of ex-students, you know, from yeah. decades ago. And it's just worth reaching out to them. I, every year my when I was running the school, I used to do a reactivation month, which was November, and explain to people that, you know, January is the busiest time and we're going to get really busy during that time. We may not be able to fit you in, but we can fit you in now. And I offered them a really uh, good deal on, on training fees, et cetera, and a few bonuses. And every year we got like 10, 15, 20 ex-members to come back just by sending them a text message or giving them a call. Absolutely. Yeah. I've got my, um, my sad list um, that I kept during lockdown. <laughs> I had a, I had a clipboard and a pen. What's the sad list? My sad list was every time somebody left, I just wrote them on the list. And, um, and I, I, basically what I did was, now joking aside, what I did was I, I put columns on. Um, yeah. The ones that left with no word, I put them in one column. The ones that left and explained, I put them in a column. The ones that, <laughs> and so that, so that I knew, I know going into it where they're at most likely. Like the ones that said that we're really sorry, but our business has failed and we can't train and, you know, we have yeah. to pull Billy out. I put them in their own column. So there was people that just left with no say, people that left due yeah. to financial reasons, people that left because they were worried about the pandemic and getting yeah, and yeah. catching it. And, yeah. and I split them down. And then obviously, I mean, it'll be interesting to track um, what percentage of each of those columns comes back. Yeah, but uh, that, that's a smart move, dude, because that means you can personalize the message that you give to each group yeah. based on what their problem was. Yeah. So if it's a financial thing, you can come back with, you know, hope things have uh, picked up for you. Um, we are doing a special discount launch price for ex-members to return. But if it's a health and worry thing, it's like, uh, you know, we're taking sanitation and safety really, really seriously. Here's our protocols. We'd love to get you back to, you know, rebuild yeah. your health and fitness. So that's that's smart, mate. Yeah. Um, and, you know, initially it was I didn't do that with that in mind. It was more. Just yeah. wanting to track it, and because you know, back then it was oh, well, you know, three months, four months, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So it was just you know, it was something to do. If anything else, yeah, yeah. I'd take that list and occasionally put it into a spreadsheet, or then you know, <laughs> just got to do something. Um, yeah, and that I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump straight back into that list of of, of ex members um, because yeah, I think they 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 know how it works. Yeah. Well, I would I would imagine there's other reasons as well as they're not that instructors maybe are a little bit cagey with with adverts and yeah things like yeah, that but you can always the, uh, the students or the parents that you don't like of course so it allows you to now <laughs> create the school of your dreams because you know all the uh, pains in the butt that we have and the parents that are rude and disrespectful and just drop off you don't have to give them a call <laughs> i've already had one of those asked to come back unfortunately uh, unfortunately we're full at this moment oh 
you know because part of uh, running a success, successful school is you've got to enjoy going to the school and teaching as well as you know because that brings out the best in you and if your school's full of people who uh, wind you up stress you out and and you know disrespectful then you're not going to enjoy the process you're not going to teach to the best of your abilities so true it's quite a good thing actually that's true that's true um so yeah i mean advertising wise i've been just to simplify it the minute because of so much other stuff going on you know my kids are getting back into their classes and they've gone back to school my wife's hours have changed i've got a little one and everything's going on with the business i'm trying to sort out insurance policies and things like first aid you know i've had to do my first aid online because our providers have shut and there's nowhere local that are doing yeah. it so right yeah doing all that catching up on all that sort of thing things like um uh, fire extinguishers of they they all need servicing the fire alarm needs servicing it's all oh, and i've got yeah, to, it's yeah. all this is all got to get done in the little window that we've got coming back so it, yeah. i'm on top of that so i've what i've started which is probably not the most healthiest of things to do <laughs> is staying up. Well, I, I always stay up relatively late, but I, I sit in bed just before I go to bed um, yeah. and I schedule a load of adverts on, on Facebook. Oh. Um, when I say, when I say adverts, sometimes it can be a photo or a, a quote or a video or a, a, yeah. a link to something. And I just yeah. sit and I'll schedule, I just, on my, on my phone, just schedule posts for next Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, yeah, um, and do that one at a time, and then forget about it. And then yeah. if if I'm sat on having a day, because sometimes I will accidentally, I'll, I'll go right, I'll do some advertising today, and then I'll put something on, and then two minutes later, one that I've scheduled from last Wednesday pops up. <laughs> so oh, well, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> but it, it just it just means there's always something going out at the minute. Yeah. You, know? you have to be top of mind. That's the most important thing with marketing is to be in your, you know, ideal prospect's mind most of the time. And you do that through content and through adverts and through referrals and through mm. being sort of everywhere, what they call omnipresence, everywhere all at once. So that, you know, when they think I need to get in shape, they think of you first. Yeah. So that's yeah, great. And that, yeah. And, you know, some I've been posting um, old memories as well that pop up yeah. on facebook on the business account um because yeah, they're good, aren't they those they're quite easy. yeah they're really useful because that's gonna you know uh, we, we'll have um i mean because i have two facebook accounts one for me as an instructor and one for me as me and the, the yeah. instructor one is just for parents and students so the memories that pop up there are all rather all related to the school so i'm putting those out when they pop up because somebody sees that and goes oh yeah i remember that that was great that i know i should really go back um, yeah Maybe they don't take action on it that day, but then they see another memory that sparks off another emotion. Of, yeah, yeah oh, exactly. I liked, I liked, I liked who I was then, or you know, uh, and yeah. So I'm using those. One good thing for yeah. Facebook there. Excellent, good, good strategy. I've been um, talking to a lot of instructors. Um, I had a really interesting chat with a, a guy a couple of days ago. He was he he got in contact with me about with a bit of help with marketing because uh, that's my yeah. sort of passion. And as we're chatting through. Um, and talking about marketing, he says he said to me, I don't really want to put myself out there. I, I don't like putting myself out there. And after a bit of digging, I found out that he had, you know, helped a student, you know, um, bring them up through the ranks, support them, put them through the instructor training program, put them out into their own sort of satellite school. And then the student did the classic, you know, the dirty and, yeah. um, you know, went off on his own and took a good percentage of this guy's school yeah. and he got so badly burnt like emotionally and just financially by this that 
after a bit of chatting, we kind of realized that he didn't really want to build another successful school because he was fearful that it would happen again. And that was really interesting to me because he wanted to market, but at the same time, like on an emotional level, he didn't want to market in case he got so successful and someone came along and took his students again. And I, I did a Facebook post about it and lots of other instructors piped in and said, yeah, that sounds like what happened to me. And I just thought, oh, there's loads of martial arts instructors out there who on one level want to grow a successful school, but on another level, on a fear level, don't want to a successful school at work and they're kind of fighting an internal battle continuously and that makes so much sense because i spoke to instructors they know what marketing they need to do they know you know how to do x y and z and they just don't do it and i'm thinking there's like there might be these barriers or these breaks these emotional breaks that mm. people are putting on their own success because they're trying to protect themselves from getting uh, screwed over again yeah. i thought that was kind of interesting it is an interesting one i mean i i mean we've, i think it's fair to say anybody that's been in this for more than sort of 10 years will have had that happen at least yeah in some form or another i, I had it happen you know um about eight nine years ago and yeah. um yeah same thing bring them up through this the system you know, do the instructor training maybe give them the keys to the car a little bit too much and before you know it they're often they've they've gone through your they've gone through your database they've gone through all your supplier lists of you know um set up a school they've pinched your website address of you know the, yeah. the whole shebang and i actually yeah. went the opposite way when that happened oh, I, I yeah i did a full gym refurb um and i went on the offensive with the advertising to Good. a million percent because i was on the I, attack yes i went yeah i was you are not beating me at this <laughs> you cheeky so-and-so um and yeah i went i went the opposite way i went full out assault um and, and yeah and and it, and it and it worked because his school closed 18 months later but i didn't gloat one bit <laughs> which you are now no but joking aside i mean you know it, it, i did feel a bit i did feel for students because i thought wow you know opens a full-time school, builds it up, gets students in, doesn't look after the business properly, and then, lo and behold, the students yeah. all out on the backside, of which some of them ended up with me, Yeah, <laughs> yeah ironically. You know? Um, and that so, didn't off, like, bringing up the next generation, getting assistant instructors. Did it change anything for you? Did it make you fearful about... Um, if- I, uh, to a certain degree, I was a little bit more careful because... You know what this same person also did is took two of my black belts that were also assistants with him too. So it was a it was a triple whammy, so to speak. I lost a, a, an instructor and two assistants because of oh. things that were said. But you know, you live and learn. You know um, that neither of those people staying with this person, and you know, um, in fact, it was it was more than that. It was three of them. Now that I think about it, but wow. you know. It, it, it is what it is. It's you know, there's nothing I could do about it. Um, no. So I, you know, with the next bunch, with the next bunch, one thing that I've done since then is I've made sure that there's very, very clear definitions. You know, that either an assistant that's a volunteer or they're right. an instructor that's employed, and there's no, right. there's no in between. I think what it was is I expected um, the assistants to 
work to a similar level as an employed instructor. Not in the sense that I wanted them there every day and I demanded it, but I wanted them to follow the same rules, the same procedures, the same, you know, the, the same expectations. Yeah. I'd send them emails with, this is the meeting, this is when we're going to do this, is that. Um, yeah. yeah, so there's none of that now. It's literally the most responsibility they have other than teaching the classes, maybe turning the lights off. You know, <laughs> that's it. You know, uh, whereas the employed instructors, they have additional requirements. They have to be there at certain times. They have to be, yeah. you know, they have to log on to this. They have to do, you know, the, the, the stuff you would expect. That's helped. Yeah. Right. So they did, I think I've removed that. And, and I, I used to, you know, do things like help them out a little bit. Oh, I'll give you a discount on your membership and I'll do this. And I, I've stopped doing all of that as well because that started creating, I saw some, some definite patterns there. The, the assistants that I gave them a bit of a discount on, you know, after a while, they disappeared. Um, right. And what I quickly realized is they weren't motivated by the finance side of it at all. They weren't in it to try and save some money. They right. they liked it as a hobby, like as a serious hobby. Um, and the second I brought money into it, it it made it weird. It changed it. Oh, interesting. So I stopped doing that. You know, you know, it's a little. See, we've all been there. Sweet deals for the assistants. Give them a yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, know, yeah. Give them a tenner off. Give them a free grading. That's yeah, not yeah. what they were in it for. They they weren't. They didn't see it as a monetary thing. They saw it as a. They liked helping out, and they wanted yeah. to be involved. They wanted the status. Yeah. And so. Yeah, that that's definitely helped things. Um, yeah, it's a it, it's a it's a strange situation, isn't it? Because we invest so much in people, and we we tend to be quite trusting martial arts instructors. I think we tend to give a lot, you know, and um, maybe unrealistically, we expect other people to be the same. But you know, people are people, and they are inherently self interested, aren't they? So they're not going to be yeah. the same. What I did with my school, which kind of helped was uh, I always said to my assistants and my instructors coming up, at some point, you're going to want to do this on your own. You're not going to want me telling you what to do and how to do it. When that day comes, if you come and speak to me, I'll help you go and do your own thing and support you in, in your business and give you the advice you need to make it successful. Um, if you don't come and speak to me and you just go and do it off your own, then you're on your own. And mm. that seemed to work quite well because, you know, there is a point where people just want to do their own thing and teach in their own way and have Stop their own it. freedom. So if you make it, you know, a deal that when that comes, you're going to help them do it, you know, as long as it's not in direct competition with what you're doing, I think that kind of works well. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. I'm, I've had, you know, students come up through the ranks, get to a point where we can't really help them continue with what they want to do with their journey. Yeah. So we then refer them on to other schools, other, you know, trusted instructors in the area that maybe specialize in an area that I don't. Yeah. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. And I've said to them, just come to me when you get to that point and we'll have a chat and whatever. And that's, that's always worked well. And so people kind of know that that's there. So there's less wanting to sort of, you know, not sneak off because everyone's entitled to do what they want to do when they want to do it. But everybody yeah. knows that if they can come and talk to me about it or, you know, yeah. um, if they're wanting to, now we've got some that have gone on to do PT work and other stuff like yeah. that. And I'll help them, you know, absolutely. If they just come and have a chat, you know, even to the extent of maybe give them a couple of hours free gym use to get the the class started up. Just come and talk to me about it. You know, That's right. and, and and it works. You know, I, I my introduction to working as a, a an independent full time martial arts instructor was getting sacked. <laughs> so <laughs> I had, I had the option removed. It was I'm an instructor on Friday, and then Friday night I'm not. <laughs> you know, so. Right. Yeah. 
you know, that, I would much rather it wasn't like that for for, for other people. So um, yeah, yeah, of course. Did you then just set up on your own straight after that? Did you? No, I didn't. I sort of floated for a little bit. Um, I, I'd been working full time for a, a group for sort of three to four years. Yeah, and I moved out of the area, sort of bounced around for about six months, living in different areas and trying out different systems, just training really. And right. then uh, ended up in the town that I'm now yeah. and fell into this full-time sort of, not accidentally, but the building became free and I just went might as well. <laughs> I like your style. And there was no, there was no, there was no lease or anything. It was, there was nothing. It was literally buildings empty, rented month to month. Um, oh, yeah, perfect. And then we did. And then we outgrew that. And then we found another one, same deal, no lease, yeah. month to month. Um, and we stayed there for 10 years. <laughs> and uh, then we moved to where we are now. So that takes us through what's nearly 18 years. So, Yeah, crazy, eh? That's cool. I like it. Nice story. It is, it is, it is a bit crazy, um, which is why throughout this whole pandemic, I've been so on it because I don't honestly know what I would do. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I don't know what I would do. I, I went from being at, uh, at high school doing my A-levels working in a sports shop to being a full-time martial arts instructor like in a space yeah. of a very small time I mean obviously I've been training don't forget me wrong I didn't like do two weeks and then you know, I've been training since the 80s but you know I, I, I this is this is all I really have experience in so yeah, I think that that makes you want to fight for it a little bit more Oh yeah, you're employable now. You can get a job if you if you tried. Cause... I wouldn't even know. I wouldn't even if I wouldn't even know what grades I've got in my GCSEs and A levels. If you were to ask, I haven't got a clue. I, I don't even know where they are. Yeah. They're probably in my loft somewhere. But <laughs> I wouldn't know how to write a CV or, you know. Well, you better make it work, Chris. No pressure. No pressure, mate. It nah, comes you're... back full circle to that start point, doesn't it? Yeah. And do you know, I. I'm no as as long as as long as we're given a stable platform to work from to rebuild. I've no yeah, doubt yeah. at all. It's yeah. just whether that 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 platform. I mean, look at the last year. It, that's yeah. not been a stable platform, has it? Nobody can uh, really. Well, it's not that nobody can grow a business in that, on that because you absolutely you can, but not the model that I'm running. It's not. No. You know, you you, you can't build build a martial arts school really. In a, yeah. In a global pandemic. And why? Why do you think? Why are you so confident that you can rebuild it? Because I've spoken to some instructors, and they're very, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know if it's going to work. I don't know if other people are going to be competing against me. They're very insecure. Why are you so secure in the fact that you know you can rebuild your school? Because it's got to work. Ah, no choice. You burnt your well, boat. No, so. it's got to work. You know, I've got to, I've got to make it work. And so I have two options. I tell myself it's going to work, and I'm going to do it. Or I tell yeah. myself it's not going to work, and then it won't be a surprise when it doesn't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? It's like it, it, if yeah. I go into it with the attitude of it's not going to work, then it won't. Yeah. It's a time old thing, that really. To be fair, I mean, I'm, it's, it's not that I'm naive to the difficulties of it at all, but at the same time, I've got to just go right. Let's go. Let's let's do it. You know, we had a little bit of that when we moved into the building we were in. Now we were we didn't have enough money, enough students to cover the outgoings initially right. when we moved in and i needed to recruit 50 students within a sort of a three-month window and we did that you know and so 
will it be will, will there be different challenges this time around? Probably, but we'll figure a way. There's there's always there's always a way to figure it out and sort something out and do something. You know, if I maybe have to do more private lessons or maybe I have to go back to doing the toddler classes that I hate doing. <laughs> but if you know, the, the reality of it is, is if there's interest is there for it, then. You do it, don't you? You do what you have to do to survive. If I have yeah. to do the, if I have to do the three to four year old classes, so that I can have the sparring classes with the adults, that's a decent trade off. I'll take it. You know, yeah. Because um, the adult classes, if they're not paying the bills, then I can't be out of like, oh, well, like it ain't working. No, I have to. Maybe I have to run around and play. You know, whatever you do, I can't even remember what we did with the little ones. <laughs> <laughs> Throw long. dice and counts, kicks. You um, know, ever do it. Right. You do it. Yeah, it reminds me of a story that Tony Robbins said where a guy stood up in one of his seminars and one of his business seminars and said, I've tried everything to make my business work. It just doesn't work. And Tony being Tony goes, uh, OK, tell me or list the last 50 things you've tried to make your business work. And the guy goes, uh, well, I've tried this and I've tried this. Yep. And keep going. Give me the other 47. And he's like, oh, no, I've only done two things. Uh, and it's it just makes you think, doesn't it? You realise that you haven't tried yeah. everything, you haven't done everything, you haven't tested every avenue, every Absolutely. opportunity. I mean, I've had the luxury of recent years of being able to pick and choose what I want to do because yeah. we're in that position. You know, I didn't like doing certain classes, so I stopped doing them. But oh. people wanted to do them. We didn't, we didn't stop doing them because people didn't want to do it. I stopped doing it because I didn't want to do it. But yeah. I could do that. But now that's been removed, so I know that I could, I know that I could put, you know, fitness classes on every day, you know, aerobic class, bounce around, kick and punch. I wouldn't yeah. like to do that, but I could do it and people would do it. Yeah. You know, I could put three to four year olds to four to six year olds on every day. And, you know, there, there's yeah. people out there wanting it. You know, I looked at our stats today and 48.7% of our membership is boys between the ages of seven and 12. Oh, right. You know, so there's interest of us, obviously. That's yeah. that's <laughs> the age that, group that's well. That's that's yeah. what that that's the group that stayed with us. Yes. So that's clearly you know okay. Well, that tells me that there's interest in that age group to to yeah. do this. So you know, um, and our our business model has actually gone upside down. We used to have the very sort of stereotypical triangle of lots of new students, then the point at the top being the the high grades. Yeah. Ours yeah. has turned upside down completely. Oh, because right. we've not been bringing in new members. Oh, okay, right, yeah. Um, but our retention's been pretty good for the mid, for the um, intermediate advanced group. So yeah. we've got all these this bottleneck effect. We've got nowhere for the top end to go, <laughs> <laughs> um, and we've got all this space at the bottom for new students. Yes, you know, our three to four, our four to six year old group had classes on six days a week, and there was you know between sort of ten and fifteen kids in each one of those classes. I now mm. have three. Four-year-olds left. That's it. Three. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, they're the first to go, aren't they? How are you going to tell a three-year-old to, you know, four-year-old to do a Zoom class or stay motivated for six months, right? Well, yeah, no, <laughs> not only that, but just naturally, sort of the five-year-olds that we've had in that class, they're now six. So yeah. they've gone up a group. Yeah. So, you know, we've lost, yeah, we've lost a lot of the younger ones, but we've also had the ones that have stayed just get too old to be in that group anymore so they've just naturally yeah. moved up to the the, the beginner kids so yeah. um you know it's going to be interesting when we come back i've asked i mean we've put our booking links out and i've said look guys if you can book them asap i want to see where the gaps are 
because I want to market those gaps. Uh, yeah, perfect. And you know, get new people in. I'm I'm going to limit how quickly you bring new people in. I'm not going to flood the place because I don't know if we'll be able to cope with that, and I don't want them to be put off. And you know, I, I, I yeah, I'm going to li- I'm going to be really careful with how we bring people back in. I yes. just want to do it right. And then hopefully, come June time, we can all play again. You can kick people in the face again, Chris. Yay! <laughs> it's going to be a disaster. Nice? It's going to—it's going to be. We're talking about this in one of the instructor groups. It's going to be an absolute disaster when that fights in the gym. Yeah, people just releasing all their tension. Well, I mean, even just my my son. You know, when he—I was looking back at some videos of him in the live Facebook videos last March, and he's a child, and now he's a twelve-year-old man. <laughs> in that year. You know, he's a grown. Yeah. He's he's the same shoe size as me now. He's yeah. got a deeper voice than me. He's nearly as tall as me, <laughs> but he's technically sort of still in the same group that he was before. And there's loads of other kids like that as well. And they yeah. they've not kicked or punched. They've grown like six inches in that period. And you know they're gonna there's gonna be a few clatters. I think. Yeah, they're probably. going to put the sparring pads on and they're going to be, oh, my yeah. arms are three inches longer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't mean to hit you. Yeah. I just... didn't mean right. to put my fish through your skull. Yeah. Um, and then the adults, they're going to be all guns blazing, aren't they? And then they're going to need three weeks off because they're going to break each other. This is the danger. Yeah. So it's about managing this, uh, you know, testosterone buildup that's happened over the last year and, and uh, learn it out easy, I guess. I can have the ambulance on standby outside the door, I think. Might be an idea. Get St. John's ambulance in just to sit by the front door. <laughs> just in case. Yeah. yeah. We'll be doing shuttle runs to the hospital. Yes, indeed. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. Just get a minibus on call <laughs> outside. Keep the engine running. Um, so I see on Facebook that you're launching a new marketing um, thing. Yeah. Is it this week or? Yeah, yeah. It started last week. Um, okay. We'll sign up straight straight away which was nice um yeah basically i just wanted to put some sort of low-cost marketing training out there because marketing apart from pads is my thing i think i'm very very good at I, you know i enjoy marketing i've done a lot of training on it spent a yeah. lot of money on getting good at it and read a lot of books on it and applied a lot of it and i think the one thing that mo- many not most but many martial arts instructors struggle with is marketing they're great at yeah. teaching class they care deeply about their students, probably too much, which means they get burnt. Uh, but they're just bad at marketing. And, you know, that's fair enough because you're a martial arts instructor. But yeah. I just wanted to put some very simple, easy to follow marketing information out there that pretty much anyone can do, whether they're good with tech or not, um, just to help the, you know, help people out, keep the price nice and low so it didn't oh. stress anyone out or, you know, cost them too much. So it's so far it's been received very, very well. Excellent. Excellent, right? Well, so people can just get in touch with you on Facebook for that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, just send me a message if they're interested. I, I can hook them up because they listen to the podcast. They get oh, a special, sweet. Special sweet. Deal. See that bit of a deal sweetener there. We always like that. Yeah, using cool. using prom, promo code um, <laughs> yeah. Matt <Mac> Love. <laughs> <laughs> I do, yeah. Yeah, promo that. code Matt Love. Oh, sorry, that was my <laughs> microphone diving off the table. On that note. I think we better bring it to a close because if I stay on the internet talking to you any longer, my wife might buy another house. Fair enough. I understand. But there was aren't they were thinking, what's she on about? My wife just decided today she's going to buy a transport. She's right, having a little scroll. I came in this morning for a meeting and then my Facebook messages kept going. 
and she's booked two viewings for tomorrow. She's booked oh. somebody to come and value the house. I'm like, hang on. <laughs> I've talked to you about this. No, <laughs> no, no that's not how it works. That's not how it works. All right, okay. I'm sure I'm not alone. <laughs> well, good luck with the viewings tomorrow, mate. Hope they go all right. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, never mind. Anyway, I'll leave you to it, dude. Thanks again, as always. And we'll catch you up very soon. Cheers, matey. See ya. Brought to you by www.mitmaster.com. Cheers, Matt. Useful information as always. And don't forget, if you want to go check out any of Matt's uh, videos or content, if you head over to www.kickbackpodcast.com, go to the very top of the page. There's a banner there for Matt, and this is for Matt Chapman, for mitmaster.com, which I suppose is technically Matt Chapman too. But if you click on that banner, it'll take you through to his website. You know, and you can click through all the, I mean, the guy has just got so much stuff on there. So much stuff. But also you'll be able to get in touch with him there too if you've got any questions for him, that sort of stuff. Head over there. So kickbackpodcast.com. Click the banner at the top. Go check it out. Okay, so that brings us to the end of this episode. As always, thank you all for your support. Please, 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 please remember to, and I know I go on about this all the time, but it does really make a difference. It really, really helps. If you can share the links around social media, if you can like the post on Instagram, on Twitter, if you have an Apple account, if you can head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a rating and review, that's awesome because it tells Apple that you think it's great and they will share it out more to more people, which always helps. As always, don't forget, please go and check out our sponsors, marshallistics.com and mitmaster.com go show them some love share the links get involved in all the cool stuff that they're doing if you have any topics links suggestions or anything related to the show don't forget you can always head over to kickbackpodcast.com or martialartspodcast.co.uk that is also our url web address thing too i always forget that i've got that address martialartspodcast.co.uk it's pretty awesome isn't it i should use that more but you can head over there drop me a message or you can even, and this is a, this is something I should mention more, there's the option there for you to send me a voicemail, either through your computer or through your tablet, your phone, whatever. So if you've got any any points of view, any topic suggestions, anything that you just want to say within reason, the subject, it's like, I don't, I don't just send me in a recording saying, I hate Piers Morgan or something like that, because that's never used to me. But, um, well, I mean, if you want to send me weird messages like that, please do waste your time. I mean, I'll just do, you know, whatever, whatever floats your boat. But if you've got content that's suitable for the podcast, a point of view on anything, you can use that record function and send it in. That's what it's there for. So please do feel free to make use of it. All right, guys. So I'll be checking in with you guys in a couple of weeks. Uh, all the best. Anybody that's opening, you know, anytime in the next week or so, all the very best with your uh, reopening. I hope it goes really well. Um, and I'll catch you all on the next episode. Brought to you by Martialytics. Easy to use. Super powerful management software for your martial arts school.